0: Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another episode in Latin in layman. So, uh, you know, this is, I believe, yes, our eighth lesson. And uh, here we're going to go over a little bit more in-depthly verbs and kind of dissect and understand both the future tense and the imperfect tense in Latin. Now, the imperfect tense is very similar to the past tense, but... um, there are some nuances that I will definitely go over later. Um, thanks, everybody, uh, for, for tuning in. And uh, and I also wanted to let you all know that I want to use this podcast, Latin and Layman's, as also a platform for me to just kind of showcase a little bit more of my creative side. So I'm going to definitely intersperse gram- grammar and, uh, you know, the, the fundamental lessons with, you know, etymology, um, Latin terminology, or I mean, um, medical terminology, uh, legal stuff, all that jazz, as well as, um, plan on probably reading poetry and putting myself on a blast there, uh, because I used to do a lot of, um, spoken word way back when, and Uh, Now that I'm talking into a mic and listening to myself, um, uh, I think that uh, I'm really starting to learn and understand uh, idiosyncrasies, how to hone in and become a better speaker. Um, uh, Especially because that's kind of my profession, as I am continually instructing. So, um, yeah, I want to do like episodes basically maybe like even you know for all of my science medical nerds i'll do something just like diving deep into that kind of stuff and then again oh i also have harry potter and the hobbit in latin so i'm definitely going to try and see if we can both read and translate certain passages within those books as they correlate to um the grammar that we uh, complete. So we'll use Harry Potter as well as like a benchmark uh, for um, or rather grammar lessons for benchmarks to to get to the goal of translating Harry Potter which across the board for the most part um, every student that I've had huge fan of Harry Potter and if y'all didn't know J.K. Rowling was a um, classicist so she is very uh she actually mirrored all of the the books of Harry Potter to uh, correlate to the Iliad um, especially because Homer he if if anybody knows the Iliad has read the Iliad and actually studied the Iliad it is symmetrical in that it mirrors uh, uh, chapters so the first and the last chapter or the first and last book mirror each other second and second and last mirror each other and um, and I don't know really why but Um, my thought, and I actually have never read this, but it's just my thought that, like, Homer used that symmetry as kind of like a place mark in his head, kind of like a bookmark, uh, because, you know, when he had, uh, developed the Iliad, it was completely, uh, oral, like, he was just telling it to everybody, um, in Greece through oral, um, or just orally rather um so uh yeah you know maybe he used that in order to like call upon oh yeah I'm at this part of the story now or this and that but again if you're telling a story over and over and over and over and over and over again I'm sure you're probably gonna know it by heart so without further ado let's go ahead we'll dive into the future tense firstly and then we'll uh, dive into the imperfect and cut it out it's not going to be nearly as long as last uh lesson so um if you guys thought that, that was a little bit long sorry about it sorry not sorry really because you uh, if you stuck through it all you probably learned a lot look at me just shameless shameless i promise i don't have like a huge ego or anything like that i'm just trying to prove to you guys how important latin is But we all do have egos, so that would be a lie if I said I didn't. Um, So let's go ahead. There are three important rules to remember before I I begin. So firstly, the tense sign of the future tense is uh, bit, which is B-I, meaning will. Okay, I want you guys to remember that B-I meaning will. And will essentially is is that singular word that will make a verb future right so if you just throw like i i run right if i I if i'm running i'm running in the present so if i throw the word will in there how about in between i and run then i have i will run i will run means that i'm not i have not run yet but i might do it uh but there's a chance i'll lack motivation and i'll plant my ass on the couch number two The tense sign for the imperfect tense is BA. So we have BI for the future, and then we have BA BA for the future, meaning was or were, (coughs) used to, or kept on, or did. So there are multiple uses that we can use for um, the imperfect, and I will go into that further. And then number three, adjective endings are directional. Go into that a little bit more later. Just remember, directional. The future tense indicates that the action of the verb will take place at some point after the present. The English future tense sign is will, as I said before. Shall is no longer, in, no longer used, but uh, um, you can use it if you want to. I shall do something. Makes you sound very uh, uh, proper. <coughs> Excuse me english inserts the future tense sign will between the personal pronoun i you he and the verb base as i did uh go over this a little bit um before for example they will love that means that they will love meaning it's going to happen in the future They we will warn and, and i will be mistaken so latin does the same except that the verb base plus the thematic vowel precedes the personal ending so we have am, um, meaning love, ah, the thematic vowel, right? Um, s, the personal ending denoting you. And, uh, the future tense b-i goes between the base and thematic vowel and the ending. So that would give us amabis um, uh, b-i-s, um, So to go over that again, we have that, you know, amo, amare coming from the verb to love. So we have am, and then we have the thematic vowel a, so we have amma, and then we add the personal ending denoting is, so, and that will go at the end of the bi, so amabis. bis. Ama bis literally translates to, um, you will love. Okay, so, um, here are some examples of the future tense. So we've got Wokabimus. So Wokabimus, um, Woko comes from the word to call. Um, doesn't look a lot like the English word call, but it does look like vocal, voice, that kind of stuff. I always like trying to draw correlations um, to help me memorize and or improve my understanding so woke would be bimus bi. I know that that's future mus. I know that that is first person plural. First person plural is not I. It's actually going to be we, right? So at the end of the day, woke up bimus is going to be we will call. And then number two, we have monabit. Um, monabit mono monere comes from the Latin verb uh, to warn. So see if i can think of a word that mono monere uh uh, i'll keep you guys posted on that one sometimes words i can't think of and i just you know tend to memorize so mone bit bi again is the future tense um uh, bit is going to be from the personal ending uh, denoting the third person singular, right? So third person singular is going to be referring to he, she, and or it. So monabit means he, she, it will warn. He or she will warn. Remember that the elements of a Latin verb come in the reverse order from English verbs. So Latin starts with a base which conveys the meaning, then the tense sign, and then the personal ending. English starts. English, mm, I'm Sean Connery. English starts with a, a pronoun. The equi- I'm sorry. English starts with a pronoun, the equivalent of the personal ending in Latin. Then the tense sign. Then the verb base, which conveys the meaning. Here are the first and second conjugation future tense endings. I'm going to go over them really quick, going from singular to plural, going down first, second and third person. So in first person we have bo, then we have bis, bit, bimus, "bitis," bunt. So uh, if I were to translate those uh, solely by themselves, bo is I will, bis is you are, "you will, bit is he, she, it will, bimus, we will, "bitis" y'all will, or you plural will. Because I've had certain certain students that refuse to use the word y'all, and I'm like, come on, be fun. Uh, and uh, and bunt, which refers to the third person plural, uh, which is they will. So you might see that the two uh, that two of these endings are slightly irregular. Okay, I think that that's honestly my first okay of the day. So I think we might be getting. Uh, making a little progress on that little dumb thing the first person singular bo is a combination of bi the future tense marker and the and o the first person singular ending Um, the third person plural ending bunt is a combination of bi and the third person plural ending nt and here is a conjugation of a first conjugation verb in the future tense okay so we have i love i'm gonna turn that into future and i'm gonna go ahead and read it off as is i'm a bow i'm a bis i'm a bit i'm a bimus. i'm a bitties and i'm a bunt i will love you will love he she it will love we will love y'all will love and they will love doing a lot of repetitive stuff because i realized that i am you guys are only relying on my voice right now but I really do urge you to maybe pick up a copy of Wheelock's Latin or in uh, the, uh, the future if I ever do end up finishing it which I plan to now that I'm doing this podcast you can you can go ahead and uh, get Latin in layman's in textbook form Heh, another shameless plug for something that uh, I'm gonna hold myself accountable for in the future as well as you guys will and this podcast will hopefully Here's a conjugation of the second conjugation verb in the future tense. So, waleo, we have waleo, walebo, walebis, walebit, walebimus, walebitis, and walebunt. So, to note in Latin, the, the only thematic vowel is different between first and second conjugation. are back. Thanks everybody sticking with me. (laughs) Now we are going to go over uh, the imperfect tense now that we've gone over the future tense. The imperfect tense is very much similar to the past but we'll go over exactly what it means in just a hot second. The imperfect tense in Latin signifies action that was not completed in the past or was repeated or habitual. So, uh, it's kind of like uh, something that happened in the past, but is continually ongoing. As such, it best corresponds to English past tense forms like was doing or used to do or kept on doing. Okay. Um, second okay. Only two for Doing okay. Uh, so, uh, to note the simple past did is another translation, but don't use it for now. We'll talk about it later on. The imperfect tense in Latin is uh, B-A, as I uh, went over before, right? Ba, which is placed placed between the base and thematic vowel and the ending. Note that's exactly the same position as the future tense sign, isn't it? Yeah, yes, yes it is. They're really similar, honestly, they look so much the same. Uh, I just kind of like correlate future with an I as uh, the overarching vowel that I see in the personal ending. Whereas uh, in the imperfect, the overarching vowel that I see in the personal ending is going to be an A. Uh, Or more uh, specifically, a B.A. So um, here's an example of the imperfect in Latin. So we have uh, how about woka wocare again the word, the verb to call. Woka bamus. So now it's not woka bimus. So woka bimus we said is we will call because it's first person plural, which is a, a we, a collective we. Um <clears throat> but uh, if we're doing it in the imperfect it would translate as such. We were calling, or we used to call, or uh, we kept on calling. You see what I mean by the whole continually happening, but it, it, it happened in the past, but is continually doing so into the present, I guess. So in the simple past, it would be we called, but I've already warned you not to use that. Uh, don't do it. Uh, it's very easy to do that. Um, especially in Latin. And I was actually taught that the imperfect was essentially the same thing as the past um, in my infancy of Latin, uh, but it really isn't. Imperfect tense is uh, entirely something different, uh, as well as we'll get into the perfect tense, and that's when we kind of get into the, the nicer sounding past forms. So here we go with the endings we have bomba spot bamu spotty Spot. so if we tack on excuse me um so if we tack on the uh, uh amo amare to the bit ba- as the base and then provide the personal ending which is bomb uh we have I'm a bomb, I'm a boss, I'm a bot, I'm a bombus. So I'm a bodies, and I'm a bond. So I'm a bomb would be I was loving, I'm boss, you were loving, and I'm a bot, he, she, it was loving, and so on. Um, but note, there are no irregularities. This is what I love about the imperfect is that it's so much more straightforward. There are a few, like, like I said, a couple of irregularities in the future, but as for the imperfect, we be sitting pretty. So let's go ahead before we, we leave um, uh, them and the imperfect tense and the future tense in Latin. Let's go ahead and note that the imperfect and the future tense markers are very similar. Ba signifies the imperfect. Bit signifies the future. The only consistent... Come on, bus. Don't be chapping my head right now. Um, the only consistent difference in that A is that a is used in the imperfect and i is used in the future as i noted before that is something that i latched onto that helped me memorize and retain that uh, the ending's better remember also that the imperfect has no irregular forms while the future has two bow and bunt lastly let's go ahead and leave the world of verbs Just for a moment and look at adjectives since I uh, mentioned that adjectives are directional at the very beginning of our lesson here. Okay, so just like nouns, adjectives with R at the end of their base either contract and have that just R or they don't contract and they have ER. Remember, like we have puer, P-U-E-R, does not contract, uh, versus uh, liber, which contracts to libri in the genitive singular. so, another one we have is nostair, no no straw, and no strum, meaning our. This adjective contracts and thus its base is nostrum, which is its um, spelled out as N O S T R. Uh, we have alter, altera, alterum, meaning other. This adjective does not contract. Its base is alter. Excuse me. But careful to note in the vocabulary lists whether or not an E-R adjective contracts or not, since having the correct base is essential in creating the other case forms, um, essentially. So, and also remember, uh, before I cut this lesson off, if an adjective contracts, the E-R form shows up only in the nominative masculine singular, that is no stare right and then after that that e gets dropped off and it just becomes n-o-s-t-r in all other forms it's just that r so thank you again for uh sticking with me hope you guys learned something new um with both the future the imperfect and Uh, Our little tidbit on adjectives So thanks again If you guys learned something, enjoyed the podcast Go ahead, leave me a review On Apple Podcasts, five stars uh, Maybe a shout out I'll read them if I like the reviews enough Maybe I'll actually decide to sit And knit you a sweater Um, uh, uh, Yeah What else could I do? I don't know Uh, Leave a review on what you would want me to do And please be reasonable about it Again, thank you very much. Uh, Tempest est Discovery. Discovery.